You're listening to Inside Acting. To find out more and make a donation, please visit InsideActingPodcast.com. Hello and welcome to episode 35 of Inside Acting. I'm AJ Meyer. And I'm Trevor Elgott. And on this podcast, we attempt to crack the code of the entertainment industry one conversation at a time. And to that end, we interview actors, directors, filmmakers, casting directors, agents, managers, anybody involved in the entertainment industry. And we put them into this podcast, post it on iTunes for you. And in addition to that, we also uh, like to get your guys' feedback. And um, uh, we we do that by taking uh, listener voicemails and emails, and we've got a few of those on the podcast today. Um, and so uh, we're really looking forward to that. And part two of our two-part interview with uh, Taryn O'Neill. So look forward to that. We have a very special message for our listeners. As of right now, today, um, well, as of uh, the posting of this podcast, I don't know when you guys are actually listening to it, it has been exactly one year for Inside Acting Podcast, and uh, we just wanted to uh, say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for all of your support. We couldn't have done it without you, literally, our listeners. Literally, we couldn't have done it without them. We really appreciate not only uh, all of the um, uh, donation support, but also um, the fact that you guys uh, are constantly getting in touch with us and sending us feedback, and uh, um, you know, it's just it's just amazing to have this little community building up around our podcast and. Um, yeah, it just gives me warm fuzzies. Yeah, it's very cool. So thank you, everyone, for being there. Um, awesome. So I thought, you know, like because awesome. we've gotten this, we got a, a, a couple things we want to respond to um, this week. But one of the questions was kind of like, how did we get started? And oh, yeah. I thought this was a good thing just to kind of recap since we're at the one year mark. Trev, I think I'm going to have you take this one, at least the majority of it, because this was sort of your. I mean, you invited me to join you on this project, and I'm. You know, definitely flattered, um, but you should definitely talk about the initial yeah. idea and all of that. Yeah, I mean, just kind of a quick retrospective. Um, this whole thing was inspired by a podcast out there that kind of already does this called, in, uh, I'm sorry, Everything Acting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's run by Darby Worley and Roz Coleman, I believe, uh, other names out of New York City. Um, and it's a great podcast that I listen to a lot, but. I noticed that there was a subtle divide between the New York markets and the Los Angeles markets and a subtle divide between the demographics. I mean, they they have a great podcast. It's very well-rounded, but they're kind of opposite from us. They're both female and they're a little bit older. So they, they have a different kind of perspective on things. So so, But there was nothing for like the 20-something dude demographic, you know? So we wanted to... Um, put something out there to kind of help balance it and you know something in LA so uh, I had this idea and I I called I called AJ like I think like a couple days before I left for two weeks and I was like dude I know I'm leaving but like just tell me you're on board with this because I knew I I wouldn't be able like the whole night before I was up all night I just couldn't stop thinking about it I really wanted to start this and I wanted to do it with AJ Um, I knew that I couldn't do it you know without him I mean I guess we're right now talking about the sort of emotion behind it but in terms of um uh 
practical step-by-steps. Yeah. Uh, we had a little bit of recording equipment. Um, uh, we had a couple of microphones. Uh, Trevor is also a musician. I have um, a singing background, so I had a microphone. Trev had a microphone. We had some recording equipment. And really, all you need, honestly, is a computer nowadays. Because if you have a connection to the internet... Um, and especially a Mac, although you can get free uh, audio recording software on the PC. Audacity is a great um, pick for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you can totally put something like this together. It's super easy. So, Trev, uh, I. Uh, I, I kind of already know the answer to this question because I w- attended your opening night last night. Congratulations <laughs> on that. But what Thanks. have you been up to, sir? Thanks. Uh, well, that. <laughs> um, I'm in a new show called The Good Prisoner by a, a playwright in L.A. That's, that's really great and has quite a following, actually. Kit Steinkellner. Um, and last night was our opening uh, of this new show she's written called The Good Prisoner. That's a very dark, dark show. Um, but it's, it, it's a lot of fun. So um, that was pretty cool to open that. But that's really it, man. Um, and I've been trying to get back into the swing, it, the the swim of things, as it were. I just I, I have to get back in the pool. Like I'm just dying to get back in and, and train. So I've been doing as much dry land as I can, interval training and, and weight training. But I need to get in the pool. This is going to sound very strange, but I have to say it anyway because I know how hard you've been hitting the gym. But um, Trevor has to be shirtless in this show again. <laughs> Which is just a theme for him. Um, I noticed <laughs> not a whole lot of people ask me to take my shirt off. <coughs> but, um, dude, you can tell. Like, I'm sorry. You, I, I, the reason I'm saying this is because I know how hard you've been working. It's not about, like, dude, you look so good with your shirt off. But, like, you, you've been working. Like, I didn't think you could get any bigger. How did that happen? You were already, like, Mr. Buff. And, um, yeah, it, it's, 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 your hard work is paying off, sir. And I just Thanks, want to compliment man. you on that for sure. Thanks. Well, you know, it, it's funny cause a lot of times I, I, I tend to live a pretty, I was just kind of brought up this way to live a pretty healthy lifestyle. Um, I eat pretty clean and, and people have asked me like, don't you get sick of, of being such so strict with yourself all the time? And it's not, it's, it's not even what it's about. It's not like about. Working out to get in something? shape. It's it's. I work out and I try to and I swim and all that because I can't stand the feeling of not being in shape or not eating. Like when I eat foods that aren't good for me, I just feel it. It's so funny how like that equilibrium. Once you're there for long enough, you start to notice any fluctuations, and it becomes this like Ugh, like you just don't you're not happy in your body, you know. <laughs> Which uh, sounds a little psycho, I know. No, but, it does um, not at all. Uh, LL Cool J says I like to be ready so I don't have to get ready. You mentioned that on an episode uh, a while ago, and I. Uh, I'll mention, it, I'll mention it again because yeah. it is awesome. Cool, man. Well, how about you? What's going on with you? Um, well, I mean, you know, after that second short film that I did, um, I haven't really been doing much in terms of like uh, being in a show or being in, involved in any film projects. I had, I did want to talk about a couple of really awesome meetings that I had. I know that sounds kind of weird, but I had like my two, these two meetings <clears throat> sort of back to back, one right after the other. There were very like LA Hollywood like power meetings and I've never had that before, so it was like power meetings. Yeah, I felt this very like giddy, like weird, like actory kind of. I don't know how to explain it, but a power the, lunch. Yeah, totally. The first <laughs> one was exactly that. It was at Chin Chin on Sunset. You can't get any more like Hollywood than that. Um, and it was with my manager and my agent. 
at the same time as like the three of us sitting down at a table. That's, that's totally Hollywood power lunch. How awesome it. is that? Though? Well, you like, were missing it, the publicist, but you know, baby oh, steps. Yeah, baby <laughs> steps. Uh, I almost hired the waiter. I'm just kidding. Um, no, but it was it was literally just to have my agent came to see wounded actually came on opening night to wounded yeah. when we were doing the war cycle and he was like i just want to i want to get to know you a little bit better we should go to lunch and my manager's like i'll set it up and so that this was it and it was really interesting because it really was just a chat we just sat down he asked me about like where i live and you know if i was dating and like all these different and i was just like wow. this is really cool it's just about like like totally getting to know uh someone and it was funny because my manager said before he got there, she was like, he's going to sit down. One of the first things out of his mouth is going to be, I'm sorry, things have been slow and da, 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 and this and that. And I want you to assure him that you're not concerned about it, which I'm not. I, 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 right. I understand that I'm in the midst of building a career. I get that. And sure enough, man, in the first five minutes of him being sitting, you know, sitting at that table, he was like, I want you to know things have been slow. And <laughs> he like parroted, I was like, wow, she like totally word for word. <laughs> and, um, I turned and I looked at her and I just, and we both kind of laughed and he stopped talking. He was like, what, what's going on? And I turned and I look at him and I said, I'm not concerned about it. <laughs> And it was it was just awesome. That's it was great. very cool. And then the next day, the very next day, the uh, writer director of Constantine, which was the second short film that I did, um, invited me out for coffee. Um, and he and his girlfriend came and sat down, and they literally just said, "He he." I mean, if I could distill the conversation down into two sentences, it was, "You are such a good actor. We want to work with you on everything we do moving forward." Wow. And number two was if you can, if you think of any like characters that you want to play, we want you to tell us what those are. And between the three of us, we'll write something like a short scene, shoot it, and then you can use it for your reel. Score, dude. Yeah, it was amazing. And from their, wow. pers- from their perspective, they want to just practice in sort of a low pressure environment, um, putting together good footage. So, you know, using cameras, using natural light, where you're in this sort of, you know, like I said, low pressure environment where you can put something like that together. Um, and for my, and I get, obviously, I mean, you can tell what I get out of it. I get awesome footage out of it. Yeah. Also in a low pressure environment. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was just these really cool meetings. I've had a couple of auditions, but nothing really compared to like that feeling those two things sort of back to back that's huge to have somebody believe in you that much and then offer to help you create your own work and they have all the resources exactly i mean that camera you were talking about like this the feeling on set it sounds like they're awesome people to work with and then they're saying if you want to play something just tell us and we'll help you write it and shoot it dude which led to another interesting talking point and i've been sort of thinking about this almost non-stop since this uh since this meeting which is what are those characters I mean, I know we've talked about specificity on this yeah. podcast. What's, and so, what's the role that only A.J. Meyer can exactly, play? Exactly. And it's been kind of It'll blowing my mind. Mark Gantz episode. Exactly. Yeah. It's been kind of blowing my, my mind a little bit lately because I walk around going, okay, what are those characters? And and I have to, I'm like, oh man, I have to make a list. Yeah. You know, is it the jock? Is it the, um, is it the, uh, you know, the mercenary? Is it the, um, you know, army soldier guy? Is it like, who are, you know, these characters that I have inside me that I can kind of, um, explore in this environment that they're willing to kind of create for me? I, right, I, I, right. my, my brain is not, uh, having an easy time putting this together. Like, like I thought it should or would. Right, right. It seems like the easiest thing in the world. Like, what do you want to do? And it's like, I, uh, I, I don't know, man. Don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That's so, well, Alan Barton said that too in his episode. He was like, ask 
most actors, and I'm not, I'm not trying to lump you into most actors, but like, because it's the same thing for me. If somebody gave me a million dollars today and said, go make your movie, I would have a few vague ideas, but yeah. it's like I haven't actually taken the time yet to sit down and sketch out what I want, my I, what my dream project would be. I was actually really surprised um, Ben Whitehair posted that quote from that episode on his Twitter feed, and we got like yeah. seven retweets, and almost every single one of them was like, I have two screenplays ready to yeah, go. Yeah, I have, yeah. I have. I know the project I would do right now. Just give me the money. And I was just like, wow, that's awesome. Like, we yeah. have, like, a really motivated, listener uh, creative base. <laughs> listener base. Yeah. You know? Well, that's great. I mean, th- it's cool because after, you know, like, after one or two episodes of this, I started realizing that it's not going to be us inspiring people. It's going to be them inspiring us. It's totally the other way around. You know, when we hear from our listeners, I'm always like... Wow, like you should have the podcast, yeah. you know? I need to get my shit together. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and, and you know, I, I sometimes I try to look at my career and my life objectively, and I think when I do, when I step back, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, like I'm not, that's pretty cool, you know, but it's it's one of those grass is always greener kind of things, you know? Yeah. And I'm just so inspired by everybody that listens uh, and everybody that we know on Twitter and, and tweet ups and that comes to our shows and that we go to see in shows. It's really amazing. <laughs> We should jump into our picks of the week. Yeah. What's your pick of the week? All right. So my pick of the week this week is um, a website called about.me. Um, it's a very interesting website. It's it's The way that I've been kind of describing it to people is it's kind of like a digital postcard. Essentially, what you do is you go on, you sign up for uh, an account the same way that you would with, say, a social networking site like Twitter. Um, except that it's not really a social networking site. It's just a landing page for your presence on the internet. Um, and so what I like about it, several different things. One, it's free. Two, um, it's super high quality. So you can post like a really good headshot or, 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 you know, any sort of candid picture of yourself. I, I'm, I'm actually, I used a headshot right now, but I'm looking for a more candid shot cause I want it to be very sort of like I said, candid, open. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also put up there um, any and all uh, links to other places online where you have a presence. So they already have built in things like Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Foursquare, WordPress, Blogger, Tumblr, um, yeah, Tumblr, Flickr, all those. All these different yeah uh, websites. And you can kind of put in you know what uh, links you want on your page. And then it's just... It's just one page, and it's about.me slash, and then whatever your username well, you is. You just set yours up, right? So my Yeah, so if you guys want to check mine out, it's about.me slash AJ Meyer. Um, we're going to have one for the podcast. Trevor's waiting for his invitation. So that's the one drawback is that right now they're, they're sort of in this semi-beta stage with the website where you have to go to the website, put in your email and pa- like create a password or, you know, you put in an email and create a uh, username and then you have to be invited to the service. So I waited like three months Mm-hmm. Uh, for my invitation, uh, my roommate waited uh, about the same amount of time. I know Trevor, you've been waiting about four months, so yeah. um, it can take a while. But I just think it's going to be a really um, 
well-known service. And what I like about it is you never lose it. I mean, unless they go under or something, you'll never lose that website. And it's, it's a pretty professional sounding, uh, domain name about.me slash AJ Meyer. And I'm going to put that on every single, um, you know, uh, business card that I make up. Yeah. I'm going to put that and I'm going to put my representations contact information and that's it. So it's like, you can get a hold of sort of my, me, my web presence, and then you can get a hold of, um, you know, my representation mm-hmm. and then it's just going to, it's going to simplify my actual printed business cards by simplifying my digital business card. Yeah. Very cool. What's your so, pick of the week? Uh, my pick of the week is something that's less tangible than like a, a, a book or a CD as, as we've mentioned before. Um, I, I read getting things done by David Allen a few months ago. Yeah. And my roommate um, is a big G- GTD, is what people call it. My roommate's a big GTD guy, and he gave me a Getting Things Done Fast audio CD. It's like a seminar that he gave on, it's like nine hours of content that I had just been listening to in my car, kind of on repeat for, I don't know, the past few months. And this weekend, I mean, the, the GTD philosophy is all about streamlining your your life to free up your your mind and kind of organizing things. So you're not carrying around a bunch of uh, what he calls open loops, all those unfinished things or open commitments that don't have a next action defined. Right. Um, and so one of the things he says that's absolutely critical to doing this is the weekly review where you sit down, you set aside like an hour to three hours every week and you sit down and you go through all your projects, all your open loops and you define the next actions and you kind of plan out the next week. And I did this last week kind of half-assedly because the Eagles were on. So I was kind of watching the football game while <laughs> I was doing it. Nice. But, but So I only spent like an hour and I wasn't totally paying attention, but just like even that like 20% effort made the biggest difference in how I felt about all the things that I had to kind of keep tabs on in my life. So I have this little like plastic box with a bunch of file folders and I have a bunch of, uh, notes and stuff in it and little papers and things that I put in there. And I just kind of went through and I was like, okay, these are like my big six projects that I have outstanding this week. Um, and it made a huge difference in just the way I felt and the way, and, and really just the, the kind of brain power it frees up, you know, like we talked about attention units before yeah, attention units, that? like if you have a hundred attention units every day, like maybe four of them are on, on, Oh, I need to get an oil change for my car. But if you don't actually like define a next action for that, it's just this weird thing that sits in your brain and takes up, you know, rent uh, <laughs> or space. How, um, how did, uh, I mean, in addition to kind of freeing yourself up on that day, how did the rest of your week go? Good. It, it, it wasn't really anything terribly tangible. And I think it's because I didn't really, really sit down and actually go through, like turn off all distractions like mm-hmm. you're supposed to, mm-hmm. but even just kind of checking in. And saying like, okay, yeah, this is something that's a priority. This is something a priority. This is something that's not finished yet. Just checking in made the biggest difference. So my pick of the week is the weekly review. And you can find out tons of stuff. There's actually, you can get a free weekly review checklist on, uh, I think you should probably do a Google search for David Allen Company weekly review. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll you'll get a link to his website where you can download like a free PDF. And there's also websites like 43things.com, lifehacker.com, zenhabits.com. They're all about weekly reviews and the GTD philosophy. Cool. Well, I mean, we'll post most of this stuff on our website too. Yeah. But, uh, that was my pick of the week. So we have some people that wrote in and called in that we wanted to respond to. 
Uh, yeah, week. we have a lot of stuff to get to. Um, we're going to do, let's see, mostly uh, mostly voicemails. Um, but we do have one email that we wanted to mention from uh, Dustin uh, Salidi, I think is how you say his name. Yeah. Uh, he's written in a, a couple of times, but he dropped um, this really awesome, almost like his pick of the week on us. Yeah. We just kind of wanted to mention it really quickly on the podcast. It's um, it's another podcast called Internet Business Mastery. And I don't know how I never heard of this before. It's been around for five years. They just celebrated yeah. their... Uh, we gave it a quick listen before we started recording, and it yeah. sounded awesome. They just celebrated their five-year anniversary, um, and it is exactly what it sounds like it would be. Internet Business Mastery is just about um, all of the different ways to um, capitalize, um, in every sense of the word, not just monetarily, capitalize on... Um, the the wild west of the internet you know like uh not yeah. just you know social media but you know your own website and how to get things done remotely when you're not at home like all these different stuff um i mean i'm sure it's a lot of stuff that you probably find in books like the four-hour work week and you know that kind of thing and um so uh i just started listening to it i and so i can't really give it much more of an explanation or a review beyond that but, yeah, um, but it sounds great. Thank you for the uh, for the link, Dustin. Dustin, thank you. Dustin, I was yeah. Douglas for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for the uh, for the heads up, Dustin. Cool. So uh, a couple of voicemails we want to get to. Yeah. So a um, um, lot of great people calling in <clears throat> lately. Thank you for calling in and, and uh, asking your questions that way. We love to have your voice in the podcast. So we've got um, uh, a few different voicemails, and two of them almost accidentally uh contrast with one another so i thought it'd be interesting to kind of play those back to back and respond yeah. to each so this one is actually from uh, a listener we mentioned earlier in the episode uh, denise fleener um and she's responding to us responding to matt wildman about his uh wilder or wilder matt Wilder. i say wild because that's his um Ustream handle. oh okay cool <laughs> she's responding to us responding to matt wilder's um, thing about, I can't remember what episode it was in, but he was talking about, um, like the loneliness of an actor. Yeah. I love that, uh, voicemail. Um, yeah. Very, I did very too. Honest. And, and, and this is her very honest response. So thank you, Denise, for being so candid with us. You know, one of the really cool things about being an actor is there's like an instant camaraderie whenever you go, you know, whenever you get cast in a new show and you're with a cast of other actors who you don't know at all, and yet there's that instant bond because you all kind of share that same, I don't know if it's loneliness or not, it's just that sort of, uh, yeah, maybe it is loneliness. Yeah, anyway, how did you find that? That's interesting. That's what's so great about actors. We do this crazy, wacky thing where we pretend to be someone else for six or eight weeks, six or eight times a week, and... Um, and no one else does that. Who does that? But Who we does, do that. does that? And it takes a certain kind of person to commit to something like that. The other thing I was going to share is uh, two years ago, my three-year relationship ended because my partner at the time didn't get the acting thing, hmm. and it was just so frustrating. I had no one to talk to. He just didn't get it. Great guy, but didn't get it. And And also, the other thing I was going to share was that I also uh, live with my really, really old parents. I'm a caregiver to them. 
And when I first moved in with my parents to take care of them, my oldest brother, who isn't a, really a theater person, didn't get that I was always taking off and going to rehearsal for a show. He always referred to it as, I don't understand where you're going off to do your little play. Hmm. Like I was 12 or something. Anyway, we worked through all that. He's now very supportive. But the point being, yeah, it's just so weird, isn't it? How, you know, people who aren't theater people, there's no way that they can try to get it. But unless you're a theater person, you really don't get it. And that's the result of that is that we have this really unique, um, amazing connection between our, between actors and other actors. And when we get together, it's like an instant bond. It's like, I don't know you, but I do know you because you're an actor. Hmm. So, first of all, Denise, thank you for sharing. Um, yeah. A lot of that was very personal. And um, we really appreciate just the call in general. But um, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, you know, you're brother is now supportive but it was really interesting hearing that whole thing about you know your little play yeah you know it's it's tough because i think you know i my family has always been so supportive of of me doing this but i know that i from people i talk to i I understand that that's actually somewhat of a rarity yeah and um a lot of people's friends don't get it it's it's seen as like as this weird like childish pursuit Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you're going to go play and, you know, be in your, oh, that's cute. Like, when are you going to come back and get a job in the real world? You know, and it's, it is this weird thing that people don't, a lot of people don't seem to get. I wonder if that is purely a cultural thing because the United States is not very supportive of art in general, um, including acting. You think? Um, yeah. I, we have one of the lowest, um, arts funding in the world um even though we are one of the richest countries um you know the the uh what is it called the nea national endowment for the arts is like the only real large nationally renowned nationally known grant and they only give it out like once a year to like one theater Hmm. i mean correct me if i'm wrong listeners um you know send in some uh, responses to this but I just I wonder if it's a cultural thing because to our culture, um, acting is celebrity. Mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, or maybe it's you know celebrity and you know your little like yeah. high school play. I do a lot of free theater. You know, sometimes yeah, I get paid, we both which, have. which is great. But like, people don't get the free theater thing. Like, why would you take all that time to go do something that? only a handful of people are going to see and that's not paying you. And it's like, like I I didn't quite know how to respond. I was like, well, you get a lot more out of it than that, you know, but, and and then, and then they, the explanation that they sometimes come up with is always vanity. Yeah. Like you're doing it because you want the applause. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to explain to somebody who doesn't, grasp that kind of naturally yeah and that's sort of what denise is, is saying i want that kind of honesty uh on this podcast to be something people feel safe with yeah definitely so uh so 
this isn't a direct response to that feeling. This is actually a direct response to uh, something that Trev and I were talking about a few episodes back about kind of being um, sort of yeah. sad. When, about, we, when, we, when we close the war cycle? Yeah, when we close the war cycle. Um, <laughs> so this is a response to that, but I thought it stood in, in, in an interesting contrast to that voicemail, and so we, we thought we'd play them back to back. But <laughs> this guy called us from, from Buffalo, New York, and uh, <laughs> I'll just play you the, the voicemail. It's, it's pretty funny. Hey guys, this is uh, Jess Weber calling from uh, Buffalo, New Jess York. Jess Weber, yeah. Um, I just want to comment about how you guys are talking about how you guys get depressed after the after your show, doing your uh, you know after your theater show, and it's all over with. That uh, I would be excited. I mean, like after I get done doing a film, like I was in New York for three months, and after it was done, it you know it's exciting because. You're going on to a new project. You're going to meet new people, a new family. And when you have a new family, it's, you know, it's fun. Uh, true, true. Yeah, and you work with different people that are more professional, that are, you know, bigger professionals than you. You know, that's all I could say about it. I was just getting, I was getting a little mad about how you guys were depressed about it. I mean, you were upset, you know? Huh. We really I like that, that, but I do appreciate your show. You guys do keep me motivated. Uh, right now, I'm on my way to L.A. right now, as we speak. Uh, making the big move. Cool. I think I'm like, you know, done all I could do in Buffalo. After you're done, like after I was done after the three months, I'm happy. Now I can move on, do a new movie, work with someone else, you know, and be excited. Look for the positive. And don't look at the negatives because uh, the negatives will take you back. All right. You guys are awesome. Thanks, guys. And uh, keep up the good work. Later. Well, I mean, thanks so much for calling in, Jess. And I think this is the same Jess Weber that uh, is a filmmaker as well. Or yeah, he sent us an email yeah, yeah. A, a while back, yeah. Um, that, you know, I, I definitely see where he's coming from, like about just moving on, being excited for the next project, you know, getting to work with different people, expanding your horizons. Totally. There's a lot of projects where I feel that way after afterwards. Um, but the war cycle in particular was a was has been a labor of love for both of us for a long time. Yeah, and I think um, it was... we did all three shows back to back to back. It was a very tight knit family of people that have been working on this show for years together. And it just felt like when it was over, it was just so sudden. And so I, it was it was it was a big kind of come down. Um, and I feel that way after a lot of our ensemble shows because our ensemble kind of fosters that family type culture so i see where he's coming from but i also am going to hold fast to my <laughs> depression my post-show <laughs> depression <laughs> i'm yeah thanks for the thanks for the call i'm going to remain depressed <laughs> truly yours trevor no um, i mean I, I the perspective that he brought to it is great and i agree but there are times where it's completely appropriate to to mourn the passing of a show <laughs> mourn the passing of or a, show. a project you know um, i i wanted to say thanks for the reminder um Jess, because uh, it's true, you know, it you, you you can't sort of dwell on it, and yeah. I don't. I think that I think we're not. That's the thing is we're not dwelling on this. We're both we're, we are both moving forward. We're being excited about future projects and and even the future of whatever the war cycle might do. Yeah. Um, it was just you know what Trevor said about you know I, there there are a few projects in your I mean you know <clears throat> on um 
on September 11th, on that closing day, um, Tom Burmester was the artistic director of the ensemble and who wrote and direct, wrote and co- co-directed all three shows. He uh, he said, you know, I feel like this is the project project of a lifetime, and that's kind of how the whole thing felt. You know, it's like once in a life. I feel like it was like once in a lifetime you get a yeah. you get a chance like that. You know, yeah, yeah, to do absolutely. Something like that, absolutely. But um, but thanks for calling in, and I, I thought it was interesting to note too that he was talking largely about films. I don't think I heard him mention theater or television. Um, and I think that the, the the culture on a film set's a little bit different. I've worked on some films where it's like, okay, cool, we're done, moving on to the next project. But with the theater, you spend a lot of time in rehearsal, a lot of time failing in front of people. You know, you know, to, to the extent that you can define failure, um, a lot of time hanging out with them, um, exploring the the characters and the script and and we wrote these shows together a lot of it you know so it's yeah there's i think there's definitely something to be said i don't i wouldn't necessarily attribute it to um a different culture necessarily i think it's more of the like you said the time spent yeah you know together yeah you know yeah but thank you jess for for calling in i mean that's that's awesome and that definitely is, is a good reminder to to yeah not not hold on so tight to things when there's a lot more out there. Cool. So I think um, that's about all we have time for before we roll into part two of Taryn's interview. Yeah, we've got uh, a few more uh, voicemails and emails to get to. Um, keep sending them our way. You know, we'll tr- we always make an effort to get to all of them or at least mention them. Um, and, you know, we really appreciate them. So we've got uh, a couple more to get to. And, and, and if, so if you called in or wrote in, um, we're definitely going to um, try and get to your, your voicemail or email. Yeah. Um, so this is part two of uh, our two-part interview with um, uh, Taryn O'Neill. And uh, enjoy that. We'll see you on the other side. I don't know if you already did this, and if you did, I apologize, but could you just for myself and and hopefully our listeners are interested as well really break down what you mean the difference between type branding, and branding and type yeah um type i think is uh when i said it was two-dimensional it's a character it's a character type so let's say going back to tv world i'm going to play the geeky nerd you know uh let's say think of um what's his name from dollhouse uh who played the awesome tech guy why am i forgetting his name Oh, my God, I'm going to get killed by the Whedon fans. You know, but, okay, so let's say that you're, you know, a geeky guy, and you're like, okay, I can play the geek. I have my geek look. I have my geek shirt. I'm going to target those type of characters. When you're branding yourself, you're also bringing a voice along with that. Like, that's why I say the three-dimensional, because with the Operation Babe and with sort of focusing on those badass characters, I also brought hopefully a, a, a fierceness to my blogging, to my Twitter, um, to who I am sort of as a take-no-prisoners entrepreneur in this space. And so I try not to have too much of a juxtaposition between um, sort of what my voice is and what my look is. So I'm going to be as fierce behind the camera as I am in front of it. And so uh, I've worked really hard with the Twitter, with the blogging, with the pictures, I mean, it's sort of a multi, multi-pronged approach attack. Cool. As opposed to just being like, I'm going to play this type of character. I'm this type. And you're like, 
okay, why? Because do you look that way? Because you have pictures this way? Mm-hmm. Do you blog that way? Do you have a podcast that way? Do you Twitter in, as your character, as as your type? Like, why are you that type besides visually? And I think it's a it's a big point you were talking about before how um, what you said with actors who maybe not the best actor got the part, but because it's a visual medium, maybe the character, the actor who looked more like the part but not as good of an actor ended up winning that part because, you know, you're pandering sometimes to the lowest common denominator or they think that they're pandering to the lowest common denominator yeah. of, of TV watchers yeah. who can't get subtlety and context and subtext. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I had a director say to me once that the biggest sin you can commit as an artist is underestimating your audience. Yeah. And I think that's so true. And I, and, um, and I love how you have a vision about what experience you want your audience to have with you, both as, as a person and as an actor. I, I love that you have that because like, oh, like you just said, a lot of people come to town and they're like, well, I was told I was really good looking in high school and, you know, I, I was just leading all the plays and so, like, I think I could work out here. But it's like when you, like Alan Barton, I keeps ringing in my head, a lot of actors are, seem to be wired for a reactive experience. Yeah. And as he said in his interviews, that, that mode of career thinking is toast. You know, you have to really go out there and, and define what that experience is going to be for people. And I know for a fact, just by sitting here and talking to you about it and seeing all the things that you do in the new media, that that same vision about that, that same vision that you bring to your own branding is what makes you a successful producer. Like mm-hmm. that's oh. they, those two go hand in hand. Like the puzzle pieces are coming together. <laughs> well, here <laughs> we I'll throw I'll, 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 I'll throw a wrench into it because like two of the projects mm-hmm. I'm working on as a writer are actually very girly fashion projects. So, no! Yes, no, 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 don't get me wrong. I'm, I don't mean that you bring that sort of gritty, um, badass, right. like, character to everything that you work on. What I'm saying is you understand how to brand a product, yourself included, as well as everything that you are producing. So that these sweet girly projects, these two sweet girly projects that you're working on, I'm, I, I know just from talking to you and seeing what you do with the power of new media, those are going to be... Tar- you're going to be targeting specific people. You're going to be, um, you know, branding it a specific way, and everything that comes out of that is going to be, you know, sweet and pink and purple and delicious and and you know, sugar yeah. and cherry on top with and, all that stuff, so you. that you are going for a specific demographic. <laughs> I, I thank you. Yes, I, I am. I'm twittering actually as one of the the characters. See, <laughs> um, and so it's really weird because I can actually indulge in my and I haven't told it like. I won't tell you what the, the Twitter handle is for her. I'm I'm hoping okay. she'll find her own organic sort of followers without that me is very being cool. like... That's awesome. Yeah. So, but it's fun because every morning it's like I have my news feed, so I have all my new media because I'm a huge futurist and I like get all my science feeds and I'm, I'm obsessed about the future and like I'm reading The Singularity right now. It's sort of my sci-fi side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. yeah. Nice. And I have the new William Gibson that I have to that I have to read and I'm... And then, of course, I'm rereading Game of Thrones right now. But um, I'm so excited about the series. Yeah. <laughs> and so I have like all my crazy new media and science feeds, and then I have my fashion feeds. So I'm like reading my style.com and my fashionista and, and my who, what, where, and like have my other Twitter where I'm following Rachel Zoe and all these things. And I'm like, I'm going to lose my mind because <laughs> I don't know who I am. Anymore. How do you meld those two worlds? You know, Gemini, I don't know. I just. <laughs> I, I forget a lot of little things. I get mm. very immersed in sort of in whatever world I'm working in mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. But um, the script that I – one of the scripts I wrote is um, – I wrote a TV pilot version of it, and it got 
named a finalist in uh, the New York TV Fest, uh, which is wow. next week, the Fox Contest. So I'm going to New York with that script. That it's is called amazing. The Very, the Very True Adventures of the Madoff Girls. And you just, you just flat out just, now, did you write this for the partner or was this something you no, just I had the idea for and you were I, just like, bam, bam, bam? I wrote it as a, I conceived of it as a, as a web thing. Um, I'd never gone to final draft on a comedy. I'd done um, a sci-fi thing and I just decided a couple months ago to write it. And wow. then I wrote a, t- a TV length version of it and submitted it like right at the deadline. <laughs> That's amazing. And I'm like, oh, and then I got the email and I'm like, yay. Now, did you have, did you have any sort of like template that you were following or was no. this just like i don't know what it's now i have friends who like, send or? me like okay. templates they're like okay this is what it's supposed to look like and so I'm you like, just did it you had no idea like how it was supposed to be formatted or structured or any of that well i well, i mean i had done my sci-fi drama one okay so i i basically taught myself final draft i mean it's not right i think of all the things to teach yourself it's the easiest <laughs> yeah <laughs> i had yeah. to teach myself photoshop to do the pitch presentation for the, the web version of the series that so. is so cool Right on. Now, how, how important, in your opinion, is it for actors to have uh, a blog and a Twitter account and be involved in, in that side of things? You know, it, I think it really depends on your personality. Um, I know there's some actors who just want to act. Um, and if they, hopefully, if they have the talent and the look and the connections, they can just act. Um, I think that it is a necessary evil or a necessary benefit, depending on how you view it. Um, to most actors these days. I mean, again, you are a brand, you're a presence. If you can prove you have an online following, if you have an online fan base, you know, and people know, I mean, especially in the future, it's going to be so incredibly important. If you're willing to participate in the social media marketing of an indie movie or a, you know, or a series, obviously if you're a network series, you know, you're sort of at the Mm. mercy of the network and you're also getting the big bucks. But if you're starting out, if you can be savvy that way, you're going to be more appealing to directors and casting directors and producers. Um, And I found that as a blogger, it really helped me to find my voice both as an actor and as it gave me sort of the freedom to find different characters. Um, And as a writer, that was really important, like a scripted writer. Mm -hmm. It allowed me to find my pacing, which I think um, pacing in, in writing is very similar to pacing and acting. People, actors get so uh, so delicate and uh, I forget what the, what the proper word I wanted to use, um, precious with the dialogue. And when I write dialogue, I'm like, what's cool? What's going to make somebody feel something? So it's not about the dialogue. It's about what the dialogue makes somebody feel or think. Or, you know, mm-hmm. That's what's important. So in writing, I got a better perspective you know, of material and uh, projects as an actor. Cool. There you go. Thinking about that experience again. What is the audience experience going to be? I think All that's such a huge. That. It's huge. Yeah. Whenever I conceive of a project, I'm like, what do I want somebody to feel? It's uh-huh. always about what is the coolest thing that will make somebody feel? Because if they're not going to feel anything, they're not going to give a shit. And then they're not going to watch or they're not going to watch the next episode. But if they feel something new that they haven't felt before because of your project, because of a character, because of a plot line, that's what's going to bring somebody back. And so people worry, you know, oh, web or production values. Okay, um, yeah, your production values might not be great, but if you can really capture something that is visceral, that really gets under somebody's skin, that's going to be currency. Cool. Now, I have, I have one last question before we get to the final two questions that yes. we always ask all our guests. Because um, a friend said this to me the other day, and it really got me thinking. On this podcast, we're big advocates of actors also being producers and directors and even writers as well. So we really think that that's kind of where things are headed. You've got to be a content creator um, if you're an actor. <clears throat> it's terrifying, for me at least, um, <laughs> but I think it's got to happen. And I was telling my friend about this, and he said, 
He said, yeah, but I think in a lot of people's eyes, if you are an actor, writer, producer, director guy or girl, they may think, you know, okay, he must not be very good at any of them then. You know, he must be like a jack of all trades, but master of none kind of thing. Um, as someone who's obviously successful with, with all of those things, what's your what's your take on that? What's your res- what's your response? <laughs> That's funny. I was thinking about that before I came in today. Um, in traditional media, in old Hollywood, uh, especially as a female actor, if you were a producer on something or a writer on something, as well as an actor in that, um, that was a negative thing. Oh, you can't get cast, you know, by somebody else on a project. You have to create your own to get cast. So you must not be that good of an actor. Um, I think that uh, adage is, I think, is still happening in old school Hollywood. But I think in new media, if you are just an actor, people actually wonder why you're not wearing more hats. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that as the convergence of new media and old media starts happening, I think that um, sort of that prejudice in old media will, will go away. But as a female, like I had a, a producer, I was an associate producer on a, a short film that I did. And she was like, Oh no, take, don't, don't have a producer credit, just an acting credit because people like won't take your acting credit seriously if they know you produced it. You know, that, that boggles me because, um, I just realized Elizabeth Banks, mm-hmm. um, is a producer and she executive produced, uh, that Russell Crowe movie that's coming out. Well, I think that's different head. when you're at a certain echelon. Yeah, okay. You yeah, know, that, yeah, I mean, true, once you're true. in uh, those higher, you know, <laughs> higher levels <laughs> when of you're Hollywood. you're Russell Crowe, it's a yeah, little different, Trevor. I, but, and yeah. I think in the comedy world, too, you have Tina Fey, who is a writer and an actress as well. So, you know, mm-hmm. maybe those, actually, you know what? I, maybe those those barriers are coming down, but I I do know previously casting directors and director friends of mine would look down on actors who, you know, did their own movie. It was like, oh, that's wow. the only way they can get a lead, you know, in an indie wow. film. They can't be cast themselves. But I think that people are realizing that actors can be writers as well and directors as well and have an overall creative vision. That their storyteller is not just a, right. Not just. Ugh. I know it's, yeah. it's you know it's really frustrating, but I think yeah. it's really ironic how, in general, almost everybody in new media wears multiple hats because you have to. And because you can, but if you don't, you're looked upon a little strangely. You're mm-hmm. like, really? You only do one thing? Yeah, yeah, How yeah. cute! <laughs> <laughs> How quaint! <laughs> yeah. Again, Aww, Taryn was a bitch. <laughs> no, there's a lot of very talented <laughs> people who just do you know one thing. And if you're really good at, at you know just directing or just acting, then I, I feel badly using the word just because it's a huge endeavor to be an actor. A- anyone sure. who pursues the craft um, should be appreciated and lauded because it's it's a very tumultuous journey um, yeah. but very rewarding you know it, I, I'll make a confession right here right now on our podcast that I've never I haven't said until until now until this interview but it wasn't until we started talking so much about DIYing and bringing in these guests and stuff like that that I even considered it at all <clears throat> it's never been an inclination for me I've never had the drive to like move outside of my um my expertise actor expertise i guess you know um and so you know my my brain has been slowly getting fried by my own <laughs> my own podcast which is fantastic i think it's great and I've, I've had a great time you know meeting all these different people mm-hmm. but um yeah it's given me a lot to think about you know and i don't I, it's like i don't even know what's it's like that alan barton challenge of like if you had a million dollars 
what what would what you do? Would you make? What movie would you make? I'm like, I I I, I don't know. I I have a, seriously yeah. have no oh idea. God, I have like ten. Right? I'm like, shoot. I don't know what I would. The ten. You can give one to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a million dollars. Darn. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. Wanna yeah, so our, 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 our final two questions, and we ask these of all our guests, um, and we're always fascinated. This is like the inside of the actor studio. Yellow. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Favorite sound, empty house. Pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> um, mustard, that was the thing that came to my head. <laughs> um, so the first question is, <clears throat> do you feel like this career path, cho- this lifestyle chose you, or do you feel like you chose it? I like that question. I'm going to give a nebulous answer. I think both. And the reason I say that, and I can qualify this, is because um, as a child I was incredibly um, fascinated by human existence. Why are we here? Space, the universe, physics, all that, genetics. Like I wanted to understand the human condition. And then coupling that with being a performer, being a, um, a skater, a ballerina, etc., um, it's only kind of now, uh, maybe in, in realizing that I had this curiosity, this insatiable curiosity, um, that I could actually use storytelling and the research that goes along with the creative process to satiate a bit of, of that curiosity and that need to define, um, or at least illuminate the human experience. So I think that that was always present in me. I, I don't know who, you know, nobody at, when I was six made me stare up at the stars and me try to figure out, oh my gosh, the universe is never ending. I need to understand that we're a planet. And, you know, I would have panic attacks about that when I was six. Um, and yeah, so now uh, luckily I've made the choice of recognizing that and being able to utilize art to um, help me along that path. That's it's a good answer. That's a weird answer. No, that's, that's a good answer. Pretzel, I yellow. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. That's good. I liked it. Yeah. Um, and the uh, the second question that we always like to ask um, is, of all your experience, everything that you've I mean, you've been in so many different aspects of this industry, so it's going to be very interesting to hear your answer to this question. But you've been in the agency side of things. Uh, You've worn all these different hats doing this new media. You've been a you know successful commercial actress. You've been in you know um, on you know many many uh, different types of auditions. If you could take all of your experience and boil it down to just one nugget, one piece of advice, one one thing that really sort of defines what you would sort of like to pass on to others, what would that be? Hmm. It's really hard to articulate kind of that feeling. So I guess it's, it's, you have to make everything as meaningful to a point where you think you might burst from meaning, from feeling too much. That if you can contain that, if you can filter that into everything that you do, that sense of being a performer and an artist and a creator, um, if you can keep that pure, that, that feeling pure, that excitement, um, just to hold on to that. 
because that's um, that's something that's real. That's something that'll translate. Oh, and also, the more universal, uh, the more personal it is to you, the more universal it is to your audience. <laughs> I like both of those. Yeah. Wow. We get some, that we get was awesome. That first one was reminding me of um, American Beauty a little bit. Mm. You know. That, that sometimes was there's so much. He just, so much he just called you Alan Ball. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> That's a compliment, by the way. No, it's uh, uh, sometimes I feel like there's so much beauty in the world yeah. that my heart might, might burst. Explode. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And, and and the and the scene with the um, of just seeing beauty of, of the, the plastic, plastic bag, bag. you yeah. know, of just how your heart can soar so much, and how there's so much beauty in the world um, and between people in those little moments you have. It's all about tiny moments, tiny stories. Well, I think those two things you said are two sides of the same coin because if it means so much to you, it, it's obviously personal. Yeah. You know? And the camera will find that. They will see that. Mm. Awesome. They will, it will probably also find bullshit. It finds bullshit real <laughs> it easy. It finds bullshit a lot easier than it finds uh, your meaning. So Truth and I beauty. guess, yeah, make sure that you're being passionate. That's, that's, that's really awesome. Thank you for that. Well, Taryn, sure. this has been amazing. Thank you so much for coming out here and sitting down with us. You're welcome. Um, Thank you so wanna... much for having me. Oh, absolutely. It was a pleasure. If any, if people want to learn more about you, where can they go? Um, Obviously, they... a lot of different places. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> Just turn on the internet and you'll see. No. <laughs> well, no, I have a website where I do um, a lot of my new media blogging. And I'll have mm-hmm. some you know, headshots and videos up there, too. It's TarynO'Neill.com. I Twitter a lot. Uh, so my Twitter handle is at TarynO'Neill, two L's. Um, I don't know, videos, you can check my YouTube channel, which is Taryn O'Neill TV, um, and has like the new Black Box episode. So make sure to go to youtube.com slash TV. It's an awesome new YouTube channel. Um, and then IMDb, um, you know, for a lot of the web stuff that I've done, you can find it there and then do a Google, a Google search. Cool. Yeah. Great. Well, we'll definitely make sure we post all that on the website. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Okay, welcome back. Hope you guys enjoyed part two of our interview with uh, self-made actor, director, producer, writer, multi-hyphenate uh, Taryn O'Neill. Yeah, yeah. More and more of those of those people evolving in the new media sector. Yeah. We yeah. have to be. Yeah, and I was thinking about this the other day actually, because um, I was thinking about Taryn. And I was thinking about um, a lot of people who are these sort of multi-hyphenates, and I've noticed that a lot of them have um, a, a technical savvy, and I'm wondering. I would almost like to la- ask you and maybe even our, our our listeners if that is something that they feel is required of of uh, a multi hyphenate. Maybe not necessarily an actor, if, but if you just want to be an actor, like I don't know. Do you get what I'm? You get yeah, what I'm getting at? I, and I think so. I think so. I, I mean, if you're going to be involved with all that stuff, you have to know at least the basics of of editing, so you can have a full kind of you know. If you're going to be wait, what was your question? Not not. not, not, not <laughs> Oh my god! Start a do over. Uh, no, what I'm saying is, I, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. That I, I wonder if, you, in order to be a multi hyphenate, you have to be tech savvy. And I feel like yeah. that's kind of you. You do. You just do yeah. because because of this kind of the stuff that Alan Barton was saying about you know everything going online and 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 the internet sort of blowing up all these different mediums. You can't just you can't just consume content 
anymore. You, you sort of have to be the content, create the content in order yeah. to create the content. You have to have some kind of, you know, familiarity with the uh, tools in order to do that. I guess. Absolutely. Well, to, to have a well-rounded understanding of how it works. I mean, even if you're just an actor, if that's like your specialty, that's all you want to focus on. I still think you should have a good idea of, um, editing and producing and directing because you're going to need to use those, that kind of knowledge when you're shooting things. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So some of our, our Ustream listeners are uh, in total agreement. Um, let's see. Alex Allred says, I think you have to at have least it. have a vocabulary to engage with others who are more experienced with said technology. Yeah. yeah it makes total sense. Um, so forgive me, but this is actually a decent segue into a, a shameless plug. Um, I am going to be bringing back... Uh, I've been looking for places to do this in venues because I always want to help out actors. Um, I'm going to be delivering my um, digital actor workshop coming up yep. uh, November 9th, I believe is the date. Um, it's going to be at like 7 or 8 o'clock at the 3rd Street Promenade Apple Store in Santa Monica. Um, so we'll put a link up to their website, maybe on our website um, at some point. Um, but it's going to be on November 9th, the evening of November 9th. It's usually like a two to three hour workshop. Um, and it takes place at, uh, uh at this one in particular is going to take place at the Apple store in, uh, in, uh, Santa Monica on the third street promenade there. And some of the topics that I cover in these, uh, are, you know, putting together anything from like putting together a reel and a website to putting together packages for electronic and print submissions, um, to getting out, you know, uh, deliverables to casting directors, like all kinds of stuff. But I look at it from the perspective of, um, using your technology to make your life as an actor, um, easier and, um, marketing yourself easier, that kind of thing. And being that I will be, um, uh, doing it inside of, uh, the Apple store, I will be mostly and probably all focused on, um, Apple software. So mm-hmm. forgive me for those of you who are, um, PC owners out there. Um, but it, it'll either be at like seven or eight o'clock on, um, on November 9th. We were still locking down the time. Awesome, dude. You, I've seen you. I've seen you grow this from forty-five minute thing, like when, like years ago when you first started mm-hmm. it, to like this thing that's now happening in different locations and it's expanded to a couple hours. Um, so it's very cool to, to see it kind of grow, and yeah. uh, I'm excited. Well, I think I think that you know, not to, I'm being objective when I say this. If you guys have any sort of curiosity about um, how to mar- help market yourself using Apple software and the internet, check out AJ's workshop. It's worth checking out. And it's free. It's free and you get to hang out in the Apple store on the promenade in Santa Monica. I mean, and meet me. It's like a win, win, win situation. If you haven't, if if we haven't, if we haven't met in person yet, if I, if I can be there, actually I'll, I'll show up too. Awesome. Cool. And speaking of the two of us being at the same place at the same time where you can come and meet us, uh, Trevor and I will be attending, um, actor fest this year uh this year it takes place on november 6th um and uh we're still working out the details in terms of how we're going to be involved but we will definitely be there um you can check out all the details at actorfest.com um the new york one already happened but this is the la one it happens on saturday november 6th um in downtown la um mm-hmm. at the what's the name of that building that california building? market center yeah, the I california market center yeah so um please come hang out with us um check out actor fest um you can get in for free you don't have to pay any money unless you go into some of the panels so at the very least you can come hang out with us on the exhibit floor maybe we'll pick out a couple of times maybe one in the morning one in the afternoon where we'll actually be on the exhibit floor kind of doing interviews yeah. and that kind and of we, thing. we talked pretty extensively i mean the last time we we mentioned actor fest the only other time we've we've mentioned actor fest on the podcast was well, not mentioned, but we we talked about it in depth. Was 
uh, episode five, episode where you five, you yeah. went and you actually had some sound bites and stuff that we we kind of put together, and I think it was a really great kind of conversation because um, we tried to look at Actor Fest from all perspectives. Mm-hmm. You know, so it might be worth uh, for those of you who aren't familiar or newer to the podcast or newer to Actor Fest to check out episode five. Yeah, so uh, the good and the bad are there. So check out yeah. episode five, and um, you know, get excited. Come uh, check us out on November sixth um, for Actor Fest and November 9th for the Digital Actor Workshop. Cool. And in the meantime, you can uh, send us your questions and or comments at InsideActingPodcast.com. You can um, send us an email at InsideActingPodcast at gmail.com. You can find us at t- on Twitter at Twitter.com slash InsideActing or our personal accounts. I'm at Twitter.com slash DigitalActor. I'm Twitter.com slash Trevor Algott. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail at uh, 12132actors. You can hit up actorrated.com. Just do a search for Inside Acting and you can leave us a review there. We actually have been featured now for the second week in a row as a, as a featured networking business, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So um, a big shout out to Actor Rated. Thank you yeah, very much for they ha- they uh, featuring put, us. They have a really valuable service as well. Um, so check it out. Uh, do a, a, that same search in uh, both Facebook and uh, iTunes. Give us a like on Facebook and write us a glowing five-star review on, on iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> and what's cool about our Facebook page, too, is that seems to be kind of a, a budding community, which is what we, we've kind of envisioned from the start with uh, with this podcast, is to have more and more people kind of interact with us, ask questions, give answers. And also interact with each other. And interact with each other, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, and then lastly but not leastly, um, you can always support the podcast with your hard-earned dollars. <laughs> we um, we do this thing completely out of pocket right now, and um, it is not uh, free or even cheap to produce this podcast. It takes a lot of time. A lot of money is uh, invested in driving around to meet our guests, um, to uh, file hosting fees, to the various other administrative fees that we we need the equipment, of course, which really our, our audience at this point has has bought certain pieces of this equipment for us mm-hmm. um, so with their donations. So Co-owners of the podcast. Yeah, co-owners of the podcast, we're, exactly. We are publicly traded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're working on, on ways to really thank you guys beyond just a shout-out on the podcast. So um, thank you so much for donating, those of you who have. Um, if you get value out of the podcast... Um, Every little bit helps. You know, hop over to our webpage on the right-hand side. There's a donate button. You can kick us a dollar. You can kick us a hundred dollars. You can kick us however much you feel comfortable with. Um, you know, proportionate to hopefully the value that you get out of it. And uh, if you really like it, um, you can. We have set up a recurring monthly donation. So now you can buy us. What is it like a bagel? A muffin, a, a banana. I, don't, I forget what the different <laughs> categories I set up were. But um, you're just making them up at this point. I know. You, I set them up. You, and you I can buy what us. They a, were. You can buy us a GI Joe. <laughs> <laughs> buy us an action figure. Wait, you're just like making. You can buy us a MacBook now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. MacBook, twenty five hundred dollars yeah. per month. <laughs> right. But none um, of this is true. But it, uh, but it's a really great way for um, you to become what we like to call a patron of the podcast and just show your support on a recurring monthly basis, which which means the world to us and helps us really keep this thing going. And so, speaking um, of keeping going, like we are we are not slowing down. I mean, we just hit a, our year anniversary and we're pushing forward. We've got all kinds of new features and ideas that we want to implement, and a lot of them, as I said last week, are more expensive than what we've already been doing. Um, but yeah. we think that it's going to be a, a, a better for our listeners. Uh, it will absolutely be better for our listeners. Yeah. It's going to be. It's going to totally benefit. One hundred percent positive. Yeah. Everybody will love the things that we have in the pipeline. So uh, yeah, keep that support coming. We we could definitely use it. <laughs> the sooner, the more, the more of that we get, the sooner we can transition and move into some of these cool things that we want to do. Um, Great. So for episode awesome. thirty-five, our one-year anniversary episode, that does it. I'm Trevor Algott. 
I'm AJ Meyer. Uh, we'll see you next time. And in the meantime, happy birthday, Inside Acting. Mm-hmm.